This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Tēnā koe ko Murdoch tēnei, te kai whakarite pāpāho Māori ki tuia ngā reo o te hāpuri. Tēnā koe, it's Murdoch, Māori Media Coordinator here at 3FM. And we're really excited about all the new Māori-focused content currently playing on 3FM. But we can always do more, so if you have kōrero, you want to share with us i roto i te reo Māori in the Māori language, or with a Māori kaupapa, then email me, maoridia at 3FM.org.nz. Let's move to our next kai kōrero. He tokemata no kahungunu, heuri no ngazirarua, heuri on the hooki no tahu portiki, he potikanga kitafarewananga or takau ki ototahi waitaha. He's also the founding director of the Indigenous Genomics Institute. His PhD thesis title, Māori Genetic Data, Inalienable Rights and Tikanga Sovereignty, considered from a traditional Māori and holistic view, genetic and genomic research, and the lack of recognition by the Crown to accept that genes are its honga, and that whānau, hapu and iwi sovereignty rights need to be applied. He predicted a number of future risks and benefits to Māori with the use of gene and genomic research, including bioweapons and racial profiling, and the need for Māori to be recognised as kaitiaki of genes and any research from any Tonga species, human and non-human. Please make welcome Dr. Kraitiana Tayuru. Uh, kia ora koutou, uh, tēnā koutou katoa uh, to the um, whānau here and the whānau online. <clears throat> uh, first of all, I just want to acknowledge the um, original claimants um, and our previous speakers, um, many of um, whom have assisted my research and um, assisted me um, in different aspects of um, my career. Um, it was quite interesting to hear that um, earlier on that the claimants had a reputation for thinking differently than the rest of the whānau at the time. Um, I, I take some comfort in that. I'm often told I think differently than um, most other people as well. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's nice to hear I'm not the only one. <clears throat> I also wanted to point out that the Y262 claim was my main inspiration f- uh, to, um, to do a, a PhD research about uh, Māori genetic resources. So it's nice that I can actually stand here today and maybe share a little bit of insight and um, just to say thank you to those claimants and their whānau who are here. Um, I also want to point out that since Y262 was heard and the report came out, science and technology with genetic resources has significantly changed uh, to the fact where I don't believe a lot of those um, recommendations are valid anymore. So the intent of this presentation to express why Māori need IP rights of all genetic resources from both human and non-human Tonga species. I use the term Tonga species to include any species that has a whakapapa to an Atua Māori and any human being who has whakapapa to a tipuna Māori. Uh, This includes any species that were brought to New Zealand on the migrating waka. It's important that um, I use that definition uh, because there is no legal definition of what a Tonga species is. 
Um, the Y262 report had three or four different explanations of what a Tonga species is, uh, but all of them um, relied on significant amounts of um, <clears throat> traditional knowledge, uh, which um, for, for my iwi in Ngaitahu, that's not a reality. It's also important to have that definition uh, because in the Ngaitahu Settlement Act, um, Tonga species is defined, and there's about 100 um, species in the list. Um, yet it ignores many of our Tonga species, which we actually use and commercialise now. Things like the tuna and the moa uh, are missing. So just using that simple identifier for a whak by whakapapa um, is of help. <clears throat> so to think about DNA, a lot of people just think, oh, it's, it's blood, it's spit, it's body fluids. But it's important to consider that DNA is your biological whakapapa. Um, and it should be treated in the same way. I mean, our DNA, it, it does contain our, um, our Modi, as uh, Wairua. Um, as a child, I was always taught that you um, buried your nail clippings, you buried your hair, you, what, you were always careful where you left body fluids and what you touched. But yet, in today's society, we are more than happy to provide a blood sample to a, a website in America and find out who, who we fuck papa to. I think we need to start considering some of this stuff. Um, there's real risks to both Matauranga Māori and Rongoa um, through biopiracy. We um, heard earlier um, today um, about um, Cody and the Tohorua, the, the two brothers and the, the Rongoa. Uh, my fear is um, scientists could use that, um, that knowledge, extract exactly why or how that would work and patent um, patent the, the Cody dieback uh, medications. I also just want to point out that, um, in my opinion, our bodies, all of our Tonga species' bodies, they're just basically a wakahui protecting our whakapapa. Um, and also note that um, the claimants refer to the DNA as uh, ruatau in, in the weaving, and, the, and ruatau is also one of the attendants of reohua. And um, sometime after the claim, um, I heard that one of the claimants also referred to DNA as a as a farinui, as a marae. So if we look around us, this is a, a physical um, a physical DNA of Ngāti Whātua. Every um, painting, every carving, every bit of weaving is part of their whakapapa. And when I was growing up, um, you weren't allowed to take photos inside a marae. Um, so again, I think, well, you know, we're just providing our, our DNA to everyone else. Yeah. And, and we'll also take photos inside marais these days. Um, it's important to think to remember that um, genomic research is the new business currency. It's worth more than gold. It's worth more than oil. It's worth more, more than any precious stone in the market. As um, it's yeah, and anyone today with a, a very small device, which I don't oh, anyway, a, a small device smaller than this can um, sequence a DNA, um, get DNA from a Tonga species um, out in the Ngahiri, send it overseas, and it's gone. We have no, we've got no way to protect it. I'm also concerned that um, iwi, Māori, whānau, hapu, we're not discussing um, genetic issues at the moment. We're too busy focusing on um, land, social issues, fishing resources, um, comm you know, commercial in um, investments. Um, New Zealand legislation doesn't consider um, tikanga Māori and Tonga species. Um, it's my opinion that the New Zealand government need to take a stand now 
and recognise that DNA is our taonga, it is our whakapapa, and assign us kaitiaki rights. The only way to do that is to have a, um, two different entities established. One is a research institute of excellence, and another one is a genetic resources commission um, by Māori for Māori. Um, I also note in my time in academia, which has been only this year, um, if you provide a blood sample or a, a body sample to academia, in the fine print of the, the documents you have to sign, you normally assign away um, any intellectual property rights if the researchers find anything inside your DNA. So this is another key issue. Um, the risks if we aren't, if Māori aren't recognised as a legal kaitiaki now and given um, the, the commission and the research entity, um, we're going to see our Taonga species um, bioprospected um, in biopiracy. Uh, there's talk about food shortages around the world. Um, scientists have already discussed using um, DNA material from moa and mixing with the chicken so we can have um, better food. Um, there's already um, countries that offer designer babies. Um, I see no reason why, um, say, um, a parents in another part of the world, why they couldn't um, ask for a, a Māori-designed baby. It just I don't see why it can't happen. Um, basically, when all of our body fluids that contain our DNA go to researchers, go to the hospital, there's no tikanga protocols. Um, our, our body fluids get either flushed down the sewer pipes or flushed down um, other pipes. There's just um, no consideration for it. And I suspect that will um, start getting a lot more worse. <clears throat> uh, we also run the risk that if we're not our own legal kaitiaki, we could end up seeing um, DNA being used um, from our ancestors, um, from arche um, archaeological digs, um, from, yeah, from quite a few other um, museums from a Taonga species. Um, things that are happening in the near future with um, human DNA is bioweapons. Um, the, all the world's superpowers are already designing bioweapons or planning to, um, China, Russia, the United States. <clears throat> um, there's research um, about de-extincting um, de a Taonga species. Um, the huia is just one example. Um, we could run the risk of healthcare discrimination where if we're not in control of our own DNA, uh, researchers could identify that um, statistically, that you know, hypothetically, they say, well, as Māori, you're going to be, as a population, you're probably 90% going to have this kind of cancer, but our medication doesn't cater to you. So there could be discrimination there on medications, uh, on healthcare services. Uh, we could see ourselves being um, declined um, health services because uh, of our DNA, what's inside our DNA. <clears throat> Um, um, there is one superpower that is looking at genetically modified soldiers, and my um, one of my fears is that our, um, our, war, our war veterans around the world um, were um, had fierce reputations for being warriors, and I can't see why um, superpowers wouldn't want to extract some DNA and see if it, there's something that they could use. Uh, we have other social issues where. Um, Mix, using a mixture of artificial intelligence, um, 
genomic research and um, picking up on a person's traits, we could easily see robots of our um, ancestors, or not so much our ancestors, but of our um, whānau who have recently passed away, acting like our whānau based on their um, traits. <clears throat> um, every baby that's born in New Zealand since about the 1970s um, has a blood spot um, prick on their foot and it's put on a card. Um, th those cards contain our DNA. And those cards are all sitting um, in Auckland. Um, I think it's at the District Health Board. Uh, there's no tikanga. Um, at one stage, um, about 30% of those cards were destroyed by a leaking pipe. Uh, I'm not sure whether it was a sewer pipe or a water pipe, but I mean, th these are our tonga sitting um, in government control. Um, the, the issue I have here is they're not um, private. As you can see, the, the police, the courts, the family courts, researchers have access to those Guthrie cards. Um, those Guthrie cards can be returned to Farno, but the, the system doesn't make it obvious how you can request your information back. Um, I, I see there's three, three stages of biopiracy. Um, the, and so I've tried to compare it back to historical moments in our history. And in my opinion, we're in phase one right now, where we have to actually acknowledge and prove that DNA is a taonga and then seek tikanga sovereignty. <clears throat> um, if we don't, we're going to end up like our, um, our um, indigenous brothers and sisters um, in America and Canada, where health um, research companies try and extract DNA and make customised medicines. And if that happens, we're going to have to look at phase three, uh, going, to, going to the tribunal for um, treaty claims. <clears throat> this is an example of how Hapu and Marae can take a stand now. Um, this is a discussion document from one of my um, Marae down south. Um, so we are a treaty partner with, um, with DOC and everyone else. So there's no reason why um, individual hapu and uh, marae can't um, create their own um, statement like this and basically put a moratorium on any DNA being extracted by um, DOC or other researchers. Uh, it's my experience that DOC will give permission for Taonga species to be, um, to be taken overseas or to have DNA extracted and um, researched, but they don't tell the marae the, the whole process. So full and informed um, consent needs to occur there. <clears throat> the purpose of the Māori Genetic Data um, Academy um, is basically uh, to work as a research institute of excellence within Awamanga. Um, and that will just um, provide sound research and um, guidelines for our, um, for our taonga. It also ensure that the current research practices within um, medical and um, academia actually recognise uh, Mātauranga Māori and Tikanga Māori and treat our taonga appropriately. And the Māori Genetic Data Commission, um, I, I see it should be based on um, international models um, and it, this would um, stop, uh, basically, uh, it would be an oversight committee for all of our Māori DNA to stop and prevent bioprospecting. Um, and again, it's this, both um, Commission and Research Centre of Excellence should be for all Tonga species, not just one sort of Tonga species. 
Um, this commission, I, I would envisage, would be writing and drafting declarations and partnerships with um, other Indigenous peoples so um, we can all protect our own Taonga from bios prospecting. And that's me in 10 minutes. Thank you. Um, I think there will be some. I think oh. you should stay there and take oh. them. Um, <laughs> That, that was a truly thought-provoking presentation, Ahua. <laughs> really was. Um, there probably will be questions. I know there's some actually that have just been asking questions for uh, Linnell. So I've, I've forwarded those on to Linnell. Um, Manu, I know Manu Caddy's watching it um, probably at work or at home. You might be at home now. So Manu, I'll put that question to um, your question to Linnell. She's going to get back to you directly, okay, on the question that you posed on our live stream. So thank you for that. There will be other questions, I'm sure, uh, I'd encourage you um, to ask those now. If there are any coming on the live stream, we'll keep an eye on those and I'll put them um, to Kuraitiana as well. So, Kawata te papa yayani, then he batai, karafiwa. Yes, one at the back, just over there. You can take the floor. Uh, tēnā koe, ngā mahi nui kia koe, um, tō kōrero. Uh, for Fano, Hapu, and Iwi, what are three immediate steps that um, they could take to further sovereignty um, over that tikanga around genetic mm -hmm. or whakapapa DNA? Sure. So I think for Fano, um, uh, claim back your Guthrie cards. If you have any members of your Fano born in the 70s to now, uh, get Guthrie cards back and um, destroy them in an appropriate manner to your whānau, whether it's putting them in the ground or burning them, whatever is appropriate. Hapu, I would say, um, create a, a declaration of sovereignty uh, with your iwi, uh, with your treaty partners. And I think with the iwi, they should be supporting their marae and hapu to do the same thing and to perhaps try and have a, a, an iwi-wide um, statement of declaration, um, a moratorium. Uh, do you think that by um, seeking legislation around Mātauranga Māori causes it to be lost to us? Uh, yes, I, I do. And I think because then someone has to own it and then um, we've, we've seen academia try to claim and own Matauranga Māori already. And I think if we start legislating it, we're going down a dangerous track. Um, I, I, my personal feeling is that the um, MBIE Vision Matauranga Māori um, commitments take away too much of our Matauranga Māori already and um, places at risk. But... Um, one online, whilst others are lining up for questions from Afina Mitchell. Thank you, Afina, for your birthday. What makes a Tonga species? Is there a more? Is there a definition? So there's no official um, definition, but I, I work, I've based my definition on the fact that um, every species um, should come from either Ranginui, Papatuanuku, or Tangaroa. And if it doesn't come from one of those, it would come from te kori, uh, depending on your iwi. Um, so, and then, uh, yeah, so if that taonga species can fuck up a back, at least up to te kori, then that should be a taonga species. 
Oh, that's awesome. I've just written this down. Um, thank you. No, this is great. This is great for me. Um, okay, uh, one more. Uh, I've got one from Manu again. Thank you again, Manu. Active as always. Well done. How does Karaitian, I think, IP regimes in Aotearoa and overseas would reconcile claims for DNA utilization from all species in the world if Taonga species include species varieties DNA not originating from Aotearoa? Do you want me to put that one again? How does Kaitana think IP regimes in Aotearoa and overseas would reconcile claims for DNA utilization from all species in the world if Taonga species includes species varieties DNA not originating from Aotearoa? Oh, kia ora Manu, thanks for that question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you could have emailed me. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, I, I personally, I think we need to look inside into our own um, our own rohi first, and I also we've, I think we've been part of the same discussions. But I've got a firm opinion: if we are mixing DNA from a Tonga species with a species from overseas, it's still a Tonga species. The same way I'm Maori, but my mother's Pākehā, so um, I think it's the same logic. Um, my the re, from my research with um, Indigenous peoples around the world, they seem to term, um, deem their, their Tonga species very differently than us, um, some to the point where they don't even consider um, their Tonga species are worth trying to fight the DNA for or fight for um, IP rights because the, the, the truck's gone, it's too far. Um, yeah, it's impossible for them. So to go back to Linnell's point earlier, that world-leading role that we have is really important now. Even if you've got a lot of a lot of other indigenous communities who feel like they've got the truck going too far down the road. Uh, yes, most definitely. Karaitiana, I don't know if you're aware uh, of when the New Zealand Māori Council went to the Privy um, Council back in 1994, I think it was 1992 actually, around the uh, fisheries um, um, inquiry or claims. And um, the Privy Council had um, had made a definition um, in relation to Article 2. Are you aware of that? Uh, vaguely. <clears throat> oh, okay. But um, so in 1992, the um, the, the Crown had, um, we're starting the, um, the international um, agreements and being part, uh, and we've been part of that, but the fisheries claim was going on at the time. Mm -hmm. And so basically it was saying that um, what we've always said was in Article 2 of Te Tiriti is that noku ngā mea katoa ngā taonga katoa. And um, so, you know, how, 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 much, how many times do you have to keep saying that for one thing? Yeah. But um, what uh, what can we do to um, to to get the, you know to make the crown understand how important that Papa link is to us? Mm -hmm. um, I think the responsibility comes back to people in this room, people who are listening. I mean, we have the the power to um, be proactive. Um, I've there's very little publications and research which indigenizes um, what DNA is. There's a lot of research that glosses over and creates new tikanga Māori and basically tries to talk about what DNA is. But I, I think we've got generations of children who are young adults now who have been brought up fully immersed in te, um, te, tikanga Māori, te reo Māori. 
and they, they think differently than my generation and other generations. And I think we, we just need to start indigenizing the way we think of DNA and then letting the crown know this is, this is what it is. DNA is not just blood. It's, um, so when I was a child, I was told, well, your blood is sacred. It's tapu, just be careful. But what does that mean? Um, so, but if, if, if my um, grandparents said, well, your blood is your whakapapa and it's got everything in there and a scientist could find out everything about you if they you know, um, sequenced your blood, your DNA from your blood, that would have a whole different slant on the story for me. So perhaps, yeah, if we could do that with the government, it might help. Oh, boy, this is awesome, eh? This is mean. Um, okay, uh, any other part-time? Kahore? Oh, are they? Oh, sorry, sorry, on the side. All right, okay, I'm on the hand. Uh, let me just um, get to the app. Sorry, sorry, could I turn up here with? Um, just rolling along. Oh, gee, okay, I've got to log back in. Hang on, uh, why is it? No, 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 no. Do you want to read them out to me, Camry? Is it? <laughs> Hang on, I'm trying to get to them. It's uh, loading me back in. Here we go. Right. Kalaitiana, how, what are the expectations, hey Tiaki, to, to look after our DNA, i.e. children that are not aware of both parents' DNA being their DNA at Honga? Sorry, just say that Sure. Did I read it out right? Yeah, I did. How, what are the expectations to Tiaki, our DNA, mm -hmm. i.e. children that are not aware of both parents' DNA being their DNA at Honga? Yeah, that's um, yeah. I, I know the sensitivities of um, of children who don't know both parents. So I don't want to yeah. go into too much of this, but um, I, I think we, we're at a stage in society where we can openly indigenize the way we think about DNA. We can talk about it, um, and yeah, I mean, I think that there does get to the point where if you don't know a parent, uh, there needs to be levels where you say, well, look. You know, this child needs to know who they are. Um, do a DNA test. I, I think that's the reasonable and acceptable way forward. But um, yeah, but I, I don't have firm, firm opinion because it's yeah, it's yeah, such a sensitive um, question. No, I appreciate the sensitivities, and thank you again for for the attempt there. Really appreciate that. I think I think that'll do us a part, eh? Um, emihiana, huh? At the taku te nākoe. Thank you again. Please, I'm um, show your appreciation for Kalaitiana. And I went to order them. Okay, we're going to move into our final uh, session now, and then we'll ask Kotota uh, te tohunga te malahi amaneta pukiake itata te hui itirane. Our first guy order for this section. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I've got this right, is the co-founder of Ha. Yeah, is she here? There she is. Beautiful. Good. I've got that right, eh? Uh, and uh, a former Whangarei Girls High School student who formally requested a genuine relationship with the government based on Tatiti's articles of partnership in Tiroranga Tiratanga uh, for uh, Māori history in schools. Uh, founded in 2019, Ha had recently completed its pilot program, Kākono with Whangarei Girls High School, where students learned Aotearoa history through oral narrative and expressed their personal interpretation through art. She is the co-founder of Ha, founded in 2019. Please make welcome, Justice Hetaraka. Um, e mihi kawana ki a koutou, a koutou i kuhu mai ki roto i tēnei whare, marunga i o koutou um, Mataroro hiko, 
Um, it's a privilege to be here with you all um, and to be part of carrying um, the Y262 legacy. Um, just like Sheridan and Hema, I'm a Y262 baby. Um, I am the third generation from my um, pūpapa um, who gave evidence um, alongside Uncle Hori as well. The last two holding on. Um, and although the claim itself precedes my very existence. Um, I think that the co-papa of Y262 permeates through all of us. Um, reclaiming and practicing our tinoranga tiratanga over our, our taonga, ngā taonga katoa, ngā taonga maha, our mātauranga tukuiho, um, that didn't begin in 1991. Um, and I don't think it can be fully encapsulated in a single tribunal claim. I think that the kaupapa itself has a Māori that is passed down to us through our, through our whakapapa, and it will continue to do so more Um And as a lot of the other speakers had said, um, yeah, it's going to keep going, and it will keep going because of that Māori that is passed down to us. Uh, for me, my whakapapa has gifted me with mātauranga tukuiho, tikanga, kawa, uh, manakitanga, uh, te ao wairua, and I was raised with all of those things growing up. And my, my papa didn't wake me up at 4am with a Y262 alarm, um, but I went with him and we welcomed the dawn and we opened whareinui. Um, I've watched him transfer our mātauranga into rākau with chisels. I listened, and then I sang the same waiata tautoka every time. <laughs> um, at the time, growing up, and even still now, um, I didn't realise it, but that is Y262. It's protecting our taonga tukuiho by practising it, by enhancing its modi. Um, I'm finishing my law degree at the moment. I'm in my last semester this year. Um, and the more that I have learnt about the claim, the Y262 claim itself, the more I've realised that Y262 isn't just a claim. Y262 is a way of life. It's a way we live. Um, and it's a way of life that is, hap is happening and is active in our communities already today, currently. Um, protect Putaki. Ihu mātau, resisting SNAs, um, he pua pua, right? It's their kaupapa in our communities um, that collectively call for the recognition of our tinoranga tiratanga over our taonga to protect that taonga. And I think we are so inclined uh, to protect our taonga because our whakapapa connects us to the mauri of our moana to the Māori of our whenua, to our mātauranga, to all of our tanga, And so I think that our generation has a really special uh, responsibility, as it's been said before today, um, to be living manifestations of the Y262 legacy of this kaupapa. And, you know, we can achieve that by reclaiming our mātauranga tukuiho, 
by spending time with our kaumatua, um, by pr protecting the Māori of our taonga. Um, as we all know, there are lots of legal and social barriers that have um, prevented us to live that reality, uh, to live the kaupapa. But I see Y262 um, and Te Taumata Whakapumo and Hepuapua as the frontier, as the protectors of our legal claim towards tenoranga tiratanga recognition in a constitutional form, through constitutional transformation. And it was really um, reassuring and refreshing uh, to hear our um, Matua Moana um, mention that this morning as well. So ultimately, Y262 as a legal claim and as a constitutional movement gives mana to the other take in our communities um, that relate to this kaupapa of reclaiming our tenorangatiratanga. It gives mana to those of us who are already practicing that tenorangatiratanga today. But I suppose the next question is how do we come together? How can we totoko each other? Um, within today's context, social media um, is a powerful, powerful tool uh, to educate and mobilize our communities. And I think our social media savvy taiohi, and even our komatua, they know what's up on Facebook these days. Um, I think we can use social media in a way that can collectivize our kaupapa to enhance the Y262 kaupapa, and especially its ability to create constitutional transformation for all of us, for all of us to protect our taiao, to protect our taonga, for all of us to do that for our mokopuna. So I guess really um, it's a wero. It's a wero for all of us. Um, and as mentioned earlier, it's a wero for us to act our age. Um, so how can you, in your respective lives, live the Y262 kaupapa? How can we give mana to our whakapapa-ordained responsibility? How can we collectivise our respective kaupapa and give power to the constitutional transformation that Y262 and Hipuapua can create? Hiwiro um, tēnei mokautonga mokopuna o tēnei kaupapa and I think we have a big job ahead of us. Um, but we have big tūpuna supporting us. And um, ngā mihi aroha kia, kia koutoui pahure. Ai whai huarahi mō koutou katoa. Yeah. Nō reira, kia tūranga, tērā i tātou. Kia ora. And I think that's a very relevant part, and one that we should all be considering, not just those of us who are in here or indeed online, uh, but all of us should be considering how do we live our Y262 kaupapa. Uh, 
she is currently an honorary science research fellow at the School of Environment and Animal Sciences at Unitech Institute of Technology in Auckland and hold, holds a master's in technology futures. Her research interests are in freshwater ecology, in particular monitoring acid mine drainage, mapping, utilizing drone acquired imagery, traditional mining knowledge, and an expert in the Y262 floor and fauna inquiry. Is that enough? Do you want me to stop now? Can't can we then? Are you sure? I'll, there's there's another five paragraphs apparently here. <laughs> I just really want to thank everybody that has come here to um to up, uh, update themselves around this um, this claim, it, it, it is huge. And um, I want to also, um, at this time anyway, talk about the uh, Te Puya Declaration that uh, we had drafted in 2012, because why did we do that? It was because Manu Kahenare was there. And um, in terms of being um, coming of age, um, he's um, her, himself, um, Manu Paul and Papa Huirangi Waikere Puru, where, and of course Matua um, Hori were instrumental in drafting the uh, Whakaputanga Tapoya. So after the um, the handover of the report at um, uh, in um, uh, Ahipara, we decided, well, we weren't going to wait, but we we're going to do some sort of actionize and activate something. And so um, I, I really want to uh, read out the uh, Tapuya Declaration because it's, um, if anyone ever knew uh, Papa Huirangi, they'd know the kind of reo he used, and it's very beautiful. So, Te Whakaputanga Waiti 6-2, I Tapuya Marae Mangere on the 15th of June 2012, so the Wild Matariki, I te hautikanga o Aotearoa, me aku mena mena hei whakaro ake te huirangi. So, ko mātou te hunga i huia ai ki te poia marae e kiana ko mātou me te katoa o te iwi Māori na kaitiaki o ngā taonga, ara o te rangi i ātea nui me papatua nuku, I Aotearoa, a pitihia hoki ko hina te marama na fetu, na fetu maha tātū ki ngā a atua o te pō o te ao. Marama i whai mana ai a pūwai tangaro i puta ai te hā me te hū o te ahuaranga o te hunga ora ki te ao e mohi o tia nei e tātou ko te tai ao. Ina hoki e ki ana mātou i heke mai i io matua te kore, te tino rangatiratanga o ngā taonga tuku iho me te kaitiakitanga o awa taonga. Mai ngā tūpuna o te ao Māori, tangata whenua ara o te rangi o papatuanuku me arawa piringa. E ki ana mātou, ko te mauri o ia taonga, te matapuna o ngā taonga, 
e mohi o tia nei ko ngā momo tipu me ngā momo kararehe o tira te hunga ora. E ki pono ana kei a mātou te mana heke mai i te 5,000 tau o mua atu o kupe me te mātou ranga muri mai o kupe tai mai ki te pūtanga o Matariki i te piripi o tēnei tau hau o 2012, mehe pītau whakareia. So um, I wanted to share that because uh, from there uh, we went from uh, Tapuia Marae and we went to Hori Mai and, and as we went to um, Tūranga Waiwai to take the declaration to get support for that, which we did. We then went to Ratana and uh, we took our declaration there and we got support for it there. And then, of course, everyone has to go to Waitangi and we took that declaration there. And then from, from those three, we um, felt confident to, to take this out to the rest of the world. So with the um, drafting of the outcome document of the UNDRIP, um, this went to inform our position as Māori um, in terms of our Taunga species. And um, then we went to uh, Lima with the um, Indigenous Women's um, uh, Caucus and that the Poya Declaration went to inform the Lima Declaration, which then those, both those or the three declarations went to inform the outcome document for the UNDRIP that uh, Moana talked about um, first thing this morning. And um, so I, I just want to make to um, all those, um, also the um, expert witnesses that we had over the years, like the Dale Poses, David Stevenson, and uh, the, uh, the uh, speakers from um, South America and Australia that came to Totoko this claim. And um, where I'm at at the moment is that now what's happened is we've got another um, issue that's come up is what to do with all the data that's been collected. Um, at the moment, um, we have, uh, as uh, the the Taumata uh, Whakapuma or Y262, we have approximately 33 archive boxes full of data. So that's all the evidence. So there's 127 submissions were made by Māori. So this is a significant um, uh, taonga to have because you know, it talks about things like um, what the right protocol to, to um, uh, when you're going into uh, TT beds or TT um, burrows, or when you're going into um, uh, to anywhere near the um, where the tuatara is. So there was one story from um, from the um, Alkinton, the Alkinton Knife, which is very beautiful, and um, he had said that they'd gone over to get the TT. And um, with their uncle, and you know, you just get the the light, the little fellas to go up so that they don't um, break the nest because they knew that if the nest were broken, none of the uh, TT would come back ever. And so um, they went up to that, and then um, one of the cousins had seen a um, a, a tuatara egg and thought, "Oh, I'll take this back home, and I'll try and train it up as my own pet." 
And um, as you do, you know, I suppose. <laughs> and then um, what he did was, um, as they were leaving uh, Stevens Island, um, they could see this tuatara swimming. And of course, the uncle said to them very grimly and gravely, he says, has someone taken something from the tuatara? And of course, one of them put his hand up and he says, yes, I did. I took the egg and you could, and I could feel the maribi um, from the uncle straight away without, you know, I was just reading the evidence. And then he turned around without saying anything but angry ears and uh, put, waited, uh, put the egg back onto the, um, the foreshore and waited for the uh, tuatara to come back to get it before they went. So it's that kind of mātauranga that our, um, our science students need to know in terms of how their practices, um, and especially our Māori science students, because hopefully they'll be able to inform their cohorts. It's just the protection of our Tonga species that's important to me as an as a, um, environmental um, studies person. Um, the, the, why I got into sciences, and this here's a plug for for any budding scientist out there, is that um, our whakapapa is so important um, to uh, our survival. And so you don't have to um, go and have, look at any statistics out there. I used to get um, criticised for not going to too many hui up home. And I says, oh, well, you know, Kiri, I don't really have to because I can see what's happening inside the... Um, inside the Nahere, I can see what's happening on the land and I can tell you what's going on in your hui. And they were going, well, why do you, well, how come you're saying that? I says, well, because I see fragmented forest. I see um, um, polluted awa. I see um, invasive species. And that sort of talks again about what's going on. And so with the decline and the, um, the poor state our environment is in, that is a reflection of us as tangata whenua. There's no, there's no accident why we called that because of our tātai from the stars to the, um, to the nahere, to the ocean, to the air, all of those uh, are atua and their tangata kuiho. And um, so one of the things about how to, um, cons um, to understand and, um, I guess, work with this claim is because it's so vast is to, um, what, what we have done is that today has been accorded all around to my tawinga. So about the, the you know, the, the pakanga and the, in the international courts and also in the Crown and local governments. And that's the job of Tumatauinga. And Tumatauinga is very important to us because he's the one that turned himself into Tiki. And it was only because uh, Tiki survived, only because all of the DNA, all of the Taonga species cohort a piece of their DNA to create Tiki, our human form. Natani tried to, you know, he married everybody. And that's why we've got all the all the trees in in, in the uh, Nahere. But today, Tani still can't make children, you know. And it's because of Tumatonga and the creation of Tiki. And it also, Rongomai Tani is the is another area that's all around. Um, well, it, 
to, to me, that's that side of the marae, that part of the marae belongs to Rongomaitane, and it's you know, peaceful pursuits, it's agriculture, it's the kumara especially. And so there's a whole lot of kātai and um, whakapapa around uh, Rongomaitane and how he made his, his moi to uh, pani, and then the creation of the Ira Tangata. And um, so the best way forward, I feel, for, um, for us as um, a, a taumata and for, for um, managing the kōrero here is to try and keep as close to our tikanga as we can, and that's um, understanding that tumatauenga that deals with that person, um, Homia that deals with all the arts, music, crafts, and because this claim is so big, we have to find a way to be able to manage that information. And um, so that's that's one of the um, jobs or tasks that we've got to uh, ahead of us too, is massive amount of data that we need to be able to digitise, I, I feel, and um, to create ebooks and the stories that are in there. Now, the stories for me are really important because that's how I grew up, was listening to all these stories, and I was always fascinated by that. And um, one story that I just want to finish with is um, a story that we were told as children about, um, about my mother's grandfather, Tuki. And um, my mother was just enamoured with him and followed him around because he's a very kind man. And um, wherever Tuki went, he would tatai and he would begin from Eo, of course, all the way down, the, you know, there's the clouds, the, the insects, everything was named, but humans were last. And one day, you know, and she used to watch him um, um, talking to the, the Tui especially, and she said to him, Tuku, what are you, what are you talking, Who, what are you saying to those those manu and what are they saying to you? And he says, oh, if you listen really carefully, you know, you will understand what they're saying. Of course, she didn't. And he said that um, at the time of the, that the haramai of um, the um, pipi whadauro, and that comes with the, the, the choir of that bird, it normally signals that it's time to uh, start planting. But it also signals um, the time for breeding. So it's time and place for everything. And so um, the the um, like the kuaka they come down on the jet stream from the northern hemisphere, and um, there's a that's a certain kind of wind which has got another fucker papa even tafiri's got a fucker papa, and that certain type of wind wasn't strong enough to knock the bird the tree over, but was strong enough to shake it. And of course, the sound that that, that tree made was a ki 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 sound, and um, it would shake the the uh, roots of the of the uh, trees so that it'll give them enough room to keep growing. And um, then it will mobilise all the birds. The birds will start mating, and then the the sound of the winds, the ki ki, and the um, the, the kaka, and all of that that was going on, and then the um, uh, the sound of the birds mating would also, nesting would also go into the understory plants that would then mobilise all the insects in the ground and all the, um, the, the worms 
underneath the ground and um, then the sound of that would go um, down into the ground and between the legs of men, the fear of men or the whenua of women to the korokoro, up, up through the body to the korokoro, to the arero, and then your korero again becomes a koha back into papatuanuku. And so that's how that, that's why, um, how I've been explained how we get different dialects, but orite tonu, we've got the same atua. And as I was going through some of the evidence to figure out what to do with this, um, I saw the similarities in the tikanga. So even though we might go, oh, I'm Ngāpuhi, oh, I'm Te Rarawa, oh, you know, all of that, you know, proud of it, we've got kind of similar atua with their own tikanga around that. And um, so this is the kind of kōrero, the stories that also bring in regulations of, of how to behave. So this is the, the, the power of storytelling. And um, so being brought up in some of that, um, being brought up all my life listening to the stories of um, my mother, my aunties, um, they was, they're, they're very, very important. That You might think, oh, yeah, that's a nice story. But, you know, in later life, I understood how important that was in terms of maintaining the right tikanga for the environment. So um, I'm so proud of um, Sheridan, um, you know, to um, to push this on, you know, push this kaupapa on and also to start with love. And I'd like to, start, to end with love too. And um, to, to thank everybody for their, um, you know, their ongoing support, and um, to please keep in touch with us. There's there's more that we're hoping to produce, and so um, like Homia, we'd want to bring in, um, you know, all the artists and the um, the, the playwrights and have their corridor all there, and then we want to bring in all the. You, the people that work in Tangaro, the, the people that watch the, the heke of the tuna and and bring their kōrero in there because it covers everything, all of Ngā Atua. So, Noreira, um, so on behalf of um, the, the uh, Taumata Whakapūmau, uh, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, kia ora tātou katoa. Tēnā koe ko Murat tēnei, te kai whakarite pāpāho Māori ki tuia ngā reo o te hāpuri. Tēnā koe, it's Murak, Māori Media Coordinator here at Free FM. And we're really excited about all the new Māori-focused content currently playing on Free FM. But we can always do more. So if you have kōrero, you want to share with us i roto i te reo Māori in the Māori language or with a Māori kaupapa, then email me, maoridia at freefm.org.nz. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.